Hey guys, it's Be Still Be Free, and I'm Sarah here with Monica. Hello. We are doing week five of wellness. Yes. And so we kicked off with spiritual wellness, physical wellness, and now we are wrapping up with mental wellness. And we are so excited that we had Tracy Morrow for two weeks, and now we are going to have Tracy Hurst next week to wrap yes. up mental wellness. And you all are going to love her. Um, and we will make sure that in all notes that we have linked to them as well. So yes. that you can find them, reach out to them to do what they do because they want to help and impact the lives of other people. Absolutely. So I know that they would be there for you all. If you have anything you want to reach out to them about. Um, so we're going to dive right into mental wellness and I'm going to kick off with my three questions. Again. Again. Okay. Again, I forgot them. Yep. Good. Good. I love it. I love it. What does a godly or what does godly mental wellness look like to you? Um, it looks like to me, um, being aware of my issues for lack of a better word, um, aware of the things that can trip me up mentally, whether Mm -hmm. that is, you know, I've had seasons of depression for sure in my Mm -hmm. life. So knowing that that's a possibility and staying on top of it and staying aware of it and, um, knowing the, just kind of, you know, what are the, what are the triggers for me emotionally or mentally? Um, that kind of thing. I would totally agree with you. I think mine is similar to that answer from the spiritual, mm-hmm. uh, where I said authenticity. Yeah. It's the ability to have an honest conversation about where you are. Mm-hmm. And there are high days and there are low days and there are seasons right. of life. Um, and so I think it's just being able to have that very honest um conversation about yourself, not just to yourself, but even to others. And then I'd even go a step further because, and I've had to learn this through a lot of uh, my own experiences. It's also having grace for others that are going through difficult times. Yes. You know, it's not just your own mental wellness, but it's, it's how you, where you are in your own mental wellness to have what you need for other people. There was a um, situation recently where, um, I was frustrated with somebody over some things. Um, but it reached a point where I finally realized what's going on there has nothing to do with me mm-hmm. and I can't fix it. That's, That's right. gotta be a you journey, not yep. a me journey. Um, and I, I just, for me to be able to like distance myself and be able to say that was a big marker yes. of growth for me. Yes. Um, and be, to be able to distance and just be like, I'm I'm going to tap out here mm-hmm. because there, there's nothing I can do about that. That's right. And some things you're not meant to do anything yeah. about. We want to, but you're not meant to. Yeah. And sometimes you're just meant more for prayer than yes. anything else. Absolutely. For um, sure that. And some of it is very unhealthy and you don't need to be a part of it, mm-hmm. you know? So it's very interesting. I've just had to really kind of re... I was really good at avoiding other people's emotional, mental issues. Mm-hmm. Um, it... And I've had to learn to be a little more grace-filled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and, and for sure having compassion for the situation, yes. but just enough not knowledge and foresight. to because And that's something I'll talk about. Like, I've been very open about this. I wear other people's yes. stuff like it's second skin. Yep. So to 
to get to a point where I can put up just the boundary of, I'm not going to wear that. So I'm going to pray for you. I know you are obviously struggling and I hate that for you, Um, but I'm not going to own it. My biggest obstacle in that right now is in parenting, which I've I've never, yeah, but I never struggled with it when the kids were young. Not really. I could wear a heavy heart. My kid got left out at the park or something like didn't invite it to the birthday party. Hey, it's okay. But as they've gotten older, and especially um, since Ryland has left, it just you've such little influence and control, and that's just been a whole new world for me. Yeah, this whole mental thing has been a whole new world for me. Yeah. Uh, okay, where do you struggle most in your quest for mental wellness? Oh gosh, um, where do I struggle most? I don't. I I, I get caught up in my own um, mind with rehashing situations that happened. And this is a very much a nine thing, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Situations that I was in and I'm I'm a little bit slower of a processor. So I don't have the instincts to say what I really wanted to say in the Mm -hmm. moment. And so I will just rehearse it over and over. I'll replay it in my mind, um, saying the things that I wish I would have thought to say in the moment. Yeah. Um, and that it gets me tripped up because it turns into a much bigger thing than it ever really was mm-hmm. and becomes like kind of a all consuming focus yep. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, then you're, you're all dialed in on that. You're consumed mm-hmm. by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I do let that affect me emotionally. Um, for me, it is allowing myself to be weak. Mm-hmm. I feel like I always have to be um, on it and together and, um, no time for grief, no time for mourning, no time for letting other people down, mm-hmm. no time for any of that. Like, again, it's a, it's a one thing, the it inner is. critic that I should be excellent in all things that I love Jesus. I should never have, um, emotional issues. Um, I should be able to trust him in all things. So why would I question or feel bad about something? Why would I go through moments of depression or, um, anxiety or fear or whatever? So that's, uh, that's my big thing is just allowing myself to actually go through those valleys and to experience them. And Tracy told me something really good one time. And she said, there's glory, glory and grief can coexist. Ah, Yes. And so I'm having to learn that the glory and grief can coexist. And I'm having to learn to be able to look at my husband who is a three. So he expects greatness out of everyone and just be able to look at him and be like, I'm, I don't want to be great right now. Yeah. You need to let me be weak. Mm-hmm. You need to let me, you know, whatever. And he, he's very, it's not an ugly right, way, for sure. but even my kids, you know, I don't have to be perfect all the time. I'm allowed to get my feelings hurt. I'm allowed to cry. Yeah. I'm allowed to be sad. Yeah. So that's been, that's, that's probably my biggest struggle. What is your favorite way to pursue physical wellness? Um, mental wellness. I'm sorry. Mental wellness. Oh gosh. I love reading. Um, I love reading books mm-hmm. like about that kind of mm-hmm. thing. I love, I have had seasons in and out of canceling, which mm-hmm. is probably hands down my most favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that part of me that always loves the psychological aspect of everything, but having an objective person yes. to be able to just share whatever without any judgment yes. at all and no insight to anybody yep. else. So they can just speak just to what's happening you. with me specifically. Mm-hmm. That has always been invaluable. Mm-hmm. Invaluable. Yep. I think um, for me, I'm the same way. Books. Um talking to people. I'm a verbal processor. So it helps me, poor Monica, to be able to, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, have a sounding board where I can say what my perspective is and somebody can show me a different angle Mm -hmm. or give me grace or hug me or whatever. That is incredibly helpful for me. and, And I've learned to do that because I used to not verbally process that side of my life. 
um, because I didn't want to be weak for other people. I wanted to be strong for other people. Yeah. Um, and then I am really bad. Music has always been a huge part of me with moods. Um, and so I'm more of a Pandora girl than I am an Apple music girl. Cause I, I like the stations better and how you can build your own stations without having to save playlists yeah. and whatever. Um, so I've got a couple of really good stations, like just depending on what kind of mood I am, if I need something soothing, like, so my newest one is Lenore Jones radio station I got going on, but I love film scores. Also mm-hmm. like I love instrumental music. I think it's incredibly just, it's really good for the way my brain works. Yeah. Um, I love country. Let's, I have a great playlist on Apple music. That's a, a Christian one. So music, um, allowing, I, I was a musician growing up. So allowing myself to get into that zone is yeah. incredibly good for my psyche. Yeah, it can change my day. Um, some Nor and I'm not even like a bubble bath person, but some Nor Jones in a bubble bath or wow. sitting outside by myself and yes. hearing the nature and some music. Yes, very cathartic for me. Yeah, very cathartic. I would also add to which I mentioned a few times in the spiritual wellness episode, but like journaling for me. Um, yes, I will get very honest and very raw. And when I'm on my deathbed, I need you to burn on my. Journal. I know. I do it immediately. I'll write I it. I'll rip to. it out and I throw it away. I probably need to do that. <laughs> but I do. I get very real and raw because because for me, it's important enough for me to get to the root of the issue. Yes. Because I this is part of my mental wellness like process is I don't I don't want to spend time focusing on the fruit and not the root. Yep. So oh, I want to get like to that. The, I stole that from um one of my friends, Scott, he had posted that. He's like, you're not getting well because you're focusing on the fruit, not the root. And I was like, drop the mic. Yeah. Okay. So, good. so that's two. We're done. The We're first, done. Yeah. Done. The first one was the slug attack, the slug attack <laughs> and the willing horse. And now we're talking about the root and the, the fruit. Root and the fruit. <laughs> but I, I have gotten to a point in age where I realize, okay, my reaction to the situation is not the issue. The issue is the deeper hurt yeah. or the fear that's underlying. And so I journal a lot about that kind of about stuff. So what's funny is for me, I journal my fruit. I journal the reaction. I get the anger and the hate and the seething out of the way. I start there. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I feel better. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Um, because once I get it out, like I just feel so much better, but I don't go back and journal anything else after that. Like mm-hmm. I just have to get it out and then I'm done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, I do have to throw away things often <laughs> if I decide to journal, cause you know, I'm not much of a journaler. Um, okay. So I don't know where you went with mental wellness. I kept it, um, kind of very high level because I think Tracy's going to do a great job of really diving into this. Uh, and we're planning on only one week with her, but listen, people, we're, we're not going to stop her. We may have, we may end up splitting it into That's two. That's right. We may have two. And she's going to be here in person. So who knows what's going to happen. That's exactly right. We might have a Shekinah glory cloud fall on us. <laughs> That's right. Well, we might be having it. We might have a healing service. I don't know yeah. if, if you believe in that. Christ <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> if you're from the independent Baptist, we're going to get those you roots. Don't believe in that. <laughs> um, but just high level, and I'm not going to cover all of these. But man, there are explicit amounts of Bible verses mm-hmm. uh, that have a roundabout. Um, thing on mental wellness, right? right? So when you think about 
mental issues, you think of fears and anxieties and mm-hmm. uh, depression, discouragement, mm-hmm. um, you know, control, all of these things, right? So you can start off with anything in the Old Testament or the New Testament, but Philippians 4, 6, and 7, be anxious about nothing and everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, yada, 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 the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your soul. First Peter 5, 7, cast in all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Second Timothy 1, 7, for God gave us a spirit, not a fear, but a power love and self-control john matthew isaiah fear not for i am with you be not dismayed for i am your god i will strengthen you i will help you i will uphold you with your righteous hand galatians talks about the fruits of the spirit philippians 4 8 finally brothers whatever things are true honorable just pure lovely commendable excellence these are praiseworthy and Uh think about these things so i say all that that to say uh, it was hard for us to find things about physical wellness Uh Spiritual wellness. I mean, yes, that's an underlying root throughout the entire word. But man, he had to know what we'd struggle with, what we were going to struggle with, because there are so many Bible verses about worries, anxieties, cares, what we should put in our minds, how we should feel, things to think on, what the solution is, who to count on, who he is, and all of that adversity. And so you just have to know that. He knew that this was going to be a struggle. He knew the devil was real. He knew what humanity can can go through, and he knew it was a struggle. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, I think it's very interesting that, like, in the Christian world, mental health is the most overlooked thing, Mm -hmm. really, um, because we acknowledge our need to grow spiritually. We know we can get resources for that. We know we need to go to the doctor when we have a physical issue. But when it comes to mental wellness, we feel like... The tools that are at our disposal are negative ones yes. and that we should only rely on prayer in the word. Now yes. start. Absolutely. That's the foundational aspect of yeah. it. But there are so many things that God has equipped his body to be able to do counseling, Stephen's ministers, pastors, like endless amounts of books Yes, to tap into. Um, like I'm, there's people that have lived through terrible traumas and tragedies who don't go get, go to counseling, Like you, you're going to need help. Yeah. If you've been through a traumatic, horrible yeah, situation, that's right. you're going to need help, but people won't do it because they don't want to rehash or yes. live in the past and, or admit that there's an issue because right. we feel like, we feel like having a emotional mental moment or need is so much worse than having a physical. Right. Need. And it, you know, I don't, that it's not true or it's worse than a physical, a spiritual need. We'll talk about it all day long. I should be going to church more. I should be doing this, but you don't talk about going to a counselor. You right. don't talk about reading a book. You don't talk about, you know, uh, flipping your mindset, yeah. whatever. Right. And so we hide it. Um, and we, and you know, Tracy's recording from the very beginning was one of our highest listeners. It is. And there's a reason for that. Uh-huh. People are hungry for hearing how to deal with yeah. what they're, they're facing. They just, yeah. I don't think necessarily know where to go for it. Um, and I would say one of the first places to go is in the word, because yes. it's, it, if this doesn't comfort you telling you all these things, cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Um, man, God is for you in your moments of mental, yeah. um, weakness, for right. lack of better word. Right. Right. Well, it's just, it's, it's fascinating to me. Like I hear so often, I want to move forward, not backward. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, absolutely. But like, you're only going to be able to drive your car so far if there's an engine problem. That's right. That's you know, right. it's only going right. to take you so far down the road. Yes. And when you're, when you refuse to get 
the the true help that you need for those things, you will live with a victim mentality. You'll live in constant fear. You'll be afraid to try out, step out and try new things. You'll stay in your comfort zone. You'll see yourself as unable and weak to handle Mm -hmm. anything that comes your way. Mm -hmm. Um, And you don't want to live within the anguish of the emotion of what you walked through in the past anymore. But then how you approach life and challenges later is the antithesis of what it's supposed to be. There's no freedom in that. You think you're free from avoiding it. And it's not freedom at all. It's like, it's like trying to become a Christian with ever admitting your sin. Yes. Right. That's trying to serve God without ever realizing you ever needed him. Yes. And the two can't continue to go. They they will not stay. You you can't go far. Mm -hmm. You might go a short distance, but you're not going to go far. Right. It's not sustainable. Right. Um, You know, it's like trying to say that you're physically fit, but you're incredibly overweight. It's like trying to run a marathon when you're doing it barefoot, like yeah. it just, they, they don't go together. Like you've got to, you've got to deal with one and admit the elephant in the room in order to be able to get the elephant out of the room. Yeah. Um, and this has been really personal for me. I think growing up, I'm very much so a mindset person. So as a one, there is not much mindset that I'm not able to overcome. I'm very proactive about these things that, you know, I've had my moments where I've gone through really tough times and, you know, it's taken time and I sustained and cried out to God and read books and whatever and decided, hey, I'm not going to feel like this anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm getting out of the valley and I'm moving on. Ones are really, in my opinion, the ones that I know are able to not stay in the valleys for very long. They're very proactive people. They're strategic. They're list minded. And that makes it easier to deal with adversity. Um, but you know, as of late and over the last probably year of my life and the changes that have occurred with Ryland and his incident and going to college faster or sooner than expected. And, you know, Addie having some major adversities and just adults in her life that are were incredibly, incredibly um, vindictive and poisonous and watching her go through those things in life and me not being able to do anything about any of it. Um, you know, I went through some real valleys and, Um, it also gave me a new set of eyes for people who have a harder time getting out of valleys, you know, for those people who don't have the stronger mindsets, who are not mind over matter, who, that it's more of a, of a part of their weakness in their skill sets. Right. Um, because I've never really dealt with it as much as I've dealt with it before. And so much so that, you know, I even reached out to Tracy who kind of coached me through Mm -hmm. some of the things that I was feeling. And, um, I just, you know, I think it's a big deal. I think it's out there and it it could just pop out of nowhere Mm -hmm. because that's how I was. I'm like, where did this come from? Like, this is not me. I'm a strong person. I'm always able to pop out of this. I go in it. I go out of it. I go in. I see God. I'm out. Like, I I don't need anybody to talk to. And um, I did, you know, and Addie, Addie, she wouldn't mind me sharing this, but went through three main things in a row in about a month. And they were huge things. And she started having some anxiety and panic. And it was more than I was able to help her with. And we sought out a counselor. Yes. Um, and whether she even knows it or not, Chris and I know it, it had a huge impact huge. on her because it wasn't me. And yes. it was somebody else who was just hearing her for her. And um, it was beyond my scope of being able to truly help her. And I knew yeah. that. And I admitted that to her. Like, 
we need somebody else. They can Absolutely. help us through this. I'll be your support person. I'll be your mom. To give you tools and yes. strategies that you'll be able to use as foundational things for later when uh-huh. something comes, because something will come up again. And she so may let's not even early. know it until something else comes up again. Exactly. Um, but I also wanted her, I told her, I said, you know, I wish somebody would have told me that just like going to the doctor, going to see a counselor is just Gosh. as important and it's part of health. And taking that stigma yes. away at such an early age That's is right. transformational. Casting it all on God is fantastic. It is, but but it can be more than just that. There's casting a, it onto God doesn't mean just casting it to him and leaving it there. It can be picking up the gifts that he's given us through how he has gifted other people yeah. to be able to help those yeah, that are going a through a tough time. Practicality yeah. to a counselor or somebody yeah. that's equipped to to guide you in the day to day. Casting it on God is the broad stroke. Yes. But then like, how do I live that out? Yeah. Well, I'm here to help you how to live, live that out. We go to church, we go to seminars, yeah. we go to workshops, we go to fitness facilities, we have apps, we do Weight Watchers. And then it's like nothing yeah. over here. It's yeah. like, don't tell anybody, hold it all in, don't admit it, yes. don't face it. And so there's this looming black cloud yes. that you were just kind of not dealing with. And like you said, your car can only go so far without fixing the engine. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, that is my heart cry with this and, and why I'm so excited that Tracy's going to be here. I wrote down, a, a, like I've had steps and everything that we've done. So I wrote down a couple of things that um, have been big for me. One is just acknowledging the existence of mental health. Um, I mean, I've always known that mental health has been there, but I think that people need to understand there is a wellness to your mental state of mind, right? Mm -hmm. You can be in a valley or in a mountaintop, but you can be very unhealthy and you can be a healthy person. Mm -hmm. Um, Knowledge that mental health is not just for the other person. Mm -hmm. It's okay for you to admit you are in a spot with your own mental wellness, Um, practicing mental health strategies. So for me, because I am a one um, and we talk about the mind, the mind flip, I just don't believe that God meant for us to stay in the valleys. Correct. Um, If he only wanted us in valleys, there would be no mountains and you would be able to make your bed and lie there. And I do not believe that we were ever meant to make our beds. You have to go through it. You have to experience. You need to um, you need to express your emotions while you're in it. But you are not to build a bed and lie and stay there for forever. And so for me, I think this is one of the biggest things that I um, the critic in me for myself and also the critic in me for others gets frustrated because I see Satan winning mm-hmm. by keeping people in the valley of mental sabotage yeah. and emotional sabotage, and they don't know how to get out of it. So for me, I, I had to come up with strategies, tangible things that I could do. So I could say, Hey, I did this good job. Or when this happens, I'm going to do this. Or when this happens, I'm going to do that. Or every day I'm going to wake up and do this in order to begin to take baby steps to get out of the valley that I'm in. Um, asking for help. I think that's really, really big is being willing to talk about it and ask someone for help about it. Um, and, for, and that can look different. You might not need a counselor every time. Right. It might be a book. Right. It might be a friend. It might be a spouse. It might be a conference. It might be a whatever. Yes. But do something proactive when you're in that moment and, and ask for something. Um, reading books for different stages of life. I think it's incredibly important that if you're feeling lost in a new marriage, early marriage, read marriage books. If you're feeling lost 
in parenting, read parenting books. If you're feeling lost in your spiritual life, read a book that has to do with what you're, where you're at in your spiritual life. Don't just stay there. People have gone before you and they've gone through things and they've written about it so they can come alongside of you and help you. And some of my greatest tools have come from some of the books that I've read. I've often said that books have been my therapist for years. And I still believe that. Mm-hmm. I mean, just books have, they don't talk back to me, but they speak to me. Yes. And so um, that has been a huge, and a lot of people are like, I don't want to read books. It's too much information. Then I'm accountable. Yeah, you are. You're accountable to the wisdom that you just were given freely by someone else through um, a lens, a spiritual lens. And I just don't think you should cut yourself off from that. Right. Praying. Um, I think that that when you're going through the valley, sometimes you will just not want to pray. You want to shut down because you just don't even think that God is hearing you. And yet that's when we should cry even louder. Um, being still, allowing yourself to go through it. Mm-hmm. And that's where you were talking about. Most people just want to ignore it and keep going. They don't want to they don't want to acknowledge what the hurt is. Um, in the grief. And so they just want to keep going, but you're going to have to experience it sometimes. So be still enough for me. I had to learn to be emotionally, mentally still enough to acknowledge what I was going through in different parts of my life. And even when we started be still be free, I was in a real, just, you know, wonky time mentally where I was incredibly critical of other people. I was measuring myself based on all the things that I was doing. I I went and sit and and take in what I needed to take in and it blew up in my face. And it was like, God said, okay, you figure it out and you do it, or you're going to keep going on like this. And you're not, you have no joy. Mm -hmm. Um, allowing for grief and sorrow. I think sometimes that we want it to look all shiny and I got my stuff together instead of allowing for grief and telling somebody I'm struggling. I'm having a bad day and I'm struggling. Admit the valleys are real. Um, And again, now admit the valleys are not for making a bed and lying in. Know the word. You have to know the word so you can speak the truth over yourself. Yes. Because we are not in battle with flesh and blood. We are in battle with principalities. It is... It is very much so a spiritual warfare when you are going through emotional, mental, um, tough times and Satan's going to try to expose you for everything that he can. And so you got to be able to throw back those fiery darts. And I love it one time because you specifically prayed over me, um, anointed me. I don't know if you remember this, we had a little bit of oil and you did a, you did a thing on my forehead and, um, and we prayed and then you encouraged me and Tracy encouraged me about anointing my beds in the house and the doorways, huge about that, Um, that. you know, just speaking the truth Mm -hmm. over, over my house. Yeah. You know, it's like going back to spiritual wellness, like using the power of the blood of Christ to take authority over these situations. Yes. And then what goes in? Just being really aware of what I'm putting in. What am I, especially in those vulnerable moments, what am I listening to? What am I watching? Who am I surrounding myself with? Um, because if you're not careful and you're, you're in a vulnerable situation and you feed yourself things that are not of God, it can really make your spiral go down even more. And so I think it's really careful to make sure of what's going in your mind, what's going in your heart, what's going in your eyes, what's going in your ears um, during that time. Yeah. So those are just some steps for me that have become really real, um, that either I've practiced throughout my life or even more so just recently with going through some of my own um, 
you know, just yeah, grief and depression and despair and, and whatever. Yeah. No, I love that. I love what you just said about like what you put in because, um, I made a small list of things I know about myself. One I mentioned before, I can wear people's emotions and attitudes. Mm -hmm. Um, but the second is I have to be careful about what I read and put in because things stick with me for Mm -hmm. a very long time and like they become like skin also. And Mm -hmm. so I do, I have to be super careful Mm -hmm. about, what I watch, what I read, what I put my eyes and ears to, mm-hmm. because it can just, I absorb it in yep. a different way. When Monica is having a rough day, she watches the real housewives. <laughs> I don't absorb that. It's fine. It's all, that's all totally fine. It's not sticky. It in fact, sticky. one of our listeners, Stefania, she and I text back and forth. Are you watching? Yes, I'm watching. We just talk back and forth. <laughs> You're kidding. All episode long. That it's is one hilarious. of my most favorite things. I did not know that. Oh yeah. I love it when I get a text from her. Oh my gosh. I can't believe he's such a loser. I'm like, Yes, girl. Let's talk about it. Um, but that's that's a good point to have, though, is that you have to have outlets. Yes. Just non-serious outlets. Yes, men have sports or, right. you know, whatever. But, like, that's just my mindless... I, I can totally put a wall and separate myself with all Better that Better that than a bag of chips. Better that than a bag of chips. Um, I, I made a little list of things, too, that are really helpful for me when it comes to um, mental health, which is, like I talked about, counseling when I need it for sure. And I want to say a good counselor will talk themselves out of a job. And Tracy Hurst has said this a million times. And the counselors that I have been to have also said, like, we've reached a point where they've said, we seem to have reached the goal you came here for. Is there anything else you would like to start? Or we're at the end. Like, and I love that there is that sort of on, at least these are Christian counselors, but there's that honor of you had a goal. We've met that goal now. So you don't need to come back unless there's something else that you want to do, but they'll talk themselves out of a job. Yeah. And I think (laughs) let's, let's hit on that for a moment. Cause if you're going to pick a counselor or a therapist, a psychiatrist, whatever, you need to be really careful about who you go see. And it reminds me of a scene in one of my favorite movies called it's complicated. (laughs) Yes. And she goes in and meets with her counselor and says, um, you've been my therapist for a really long time, but I'm thinking about, you know, having an affair with my first husband. And how do you feel about that? And he kind of, well, you know, and she's like, okay, I'm going to need a, a more clear answer than that. Like, <laughs> yeah. yes, it's good for me. Yes. No, it's not good for me. Yes. And in the end, he's basically like, yeah, who would it hurt? So if you're going to a counselor that uh-huh. is not um, biblically sound yes. and is leading you into sin, not a good counselor. Correct. <laughs> and what not I'll say therapist. about Tracy is I know for a fact she prays before every oh session gosh. with you. She prays the word of God. Okay, she listen, takes she's authority. She's going to pray next week before we get started. Y'all. Yeah, she has got She only the, works part-time. She won't be able to take you all. No. <laughs> you're going to be pounded down, 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 down. And like, when she prays, sometimes I just want to call her and be like, will you just pray over me? Like, it is so, like chilling. She's so in tune. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. so in tune. Yeah, she, she should she probably is. lead all the spiritual wellness episodes too uh-huh. because she so, is so spiritually well to be able to do her job She that well. is, man. It's, she's got a gift. It is a gift. Um, other, other things that really help me, physical wellness for yes. sure helps me mentally. Um, three words, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> so important. You have really grown in that area. I have worked so hard. You have. As an adult to, um, you have to be able to do this well and like with grace and not just harshly. I fail sometimes, but I, I work really hard on that. Um, and then removing or distancing myself, which is kind of a boundary, but like situations or people that can pull something up that is a root, um, 
being able to, to acknowledge that enough and distance myself so that I can work on that before yeah. going back yeah. into, That's into good. that thing. That's um, I want to say it's, we've said it's okay to get canceling and it's okay to take medication if you have to. Yes. I just want to be really clear about that. Zoloft saved my life when Paxson was born. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just absolutely said, I like, I, I could almost get emotional about it, but I hit a postpartum depression and, and it may not even be postpartum. It could be just any other kind of depression, yep. but I hit a low that was so low um, that it just, it saved me. Mm-hmm. And so that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Um, Louis Giglio has a book, Putting an X Through Anxiety, that is amazing. Passion City Church, there's that sermon I'm going to link to called Releasing Anxiety by Ben Stewart, who's the DC pastor, but that was a phenomenal um, episode. And then Craig Rochelle recently did a, pod, a sermon series called Anxious for Nothing that's four parts, and Ooh, I'm going to link to that too. To that and one. he talks about his own struggles with anxiety, yeah. and Louis yeah. also. So just... Sometimes hearing things from people that you think are up on a pedestal mm-hmm. and then being able to be like, so, hey, guess what? Mm-hmm. Me too. Like just is so liberating. So a big statistic. I actually read an article last night that big statistic of how many pastors have actually struggled with depression, yeah. anxiety and so forth. Three of my favorites. Um, Dr. Karen Lynn Leaf. Uh, we will hot, hyperlink to her. Um, let me just read a little blurb of who she is, is a communication pathologist and cognitive neuroscientist with a master's and Ph.D. in communication pathologist and a BSc in logopedics specializing in cognitive and metacognitive neuropsychiatry, psychology. She's so Basically, basic. <laughs> she She's so elementary. Since the 1980s, she has researched the mind-brain connection, the nature of mental health, and the formation of memory. She was one of the first in her field of study um, on how the brain can change with directed mind mm. input. So That's she so is amazing, and she firmly believes that people who struggle with cognitive and mental issues, um, God created the brain amazingly enough that you can retrain the brain. Basically you can literally be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. It's pretty, pretty wild. One of the best books that I've read, Lord is at warfare. Teach me to stand. Um, Kay Arthur Mm -hmm. wrote this and man, um, it really helped me realize that so many of my thoughts, so much of my mindset was warfare. Yeah. More than anything else. And that I had just become part of a battle that I didn't even know I was in. I thought it was a battle with myself. And it was really about mm-hmm. me um, allowing Satan to have more influence yeah. on things than I had I had was aware of. Mm-hmm. And then um, James McDonald has a book and a study called Lord Change My Attitude. Fantastic. I mean, it's just about mindset. It's about outlook. Yeah. And so I think sometimes what we don't realize is that where we are really is more about how we're seeing things. And if we, you have to be proactive again, it's active participation, not passive participation. But if you can just say, okay, God, show me if where I'm at is because of my mindset, because I've allowed myself to go somewhere I'm not supposed to be. Is there something in me that I need to change in order to break out of this emotional mental state where I'm at um, is is going to be huge, I think for you. So we are going to follow up with the, the expert. Mm-hmm. Next week. Yeah, forget everything we just said. Right. Uh, we'll tell her a little bit about what we talked about. Yeah. And she'll feed a little bit off of that, kind of like Tracy has. But um, we're excited to have her next week. And we just really hope that you understand that um, you do not have to be ashamed of where you are in your uh, mental wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just be willing to admit it and yeah. do something about it. Yeah. God has to restart. He wants you to be well. Yes. I said that with physical wellness, but he really wants you to be well here too. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, yeah. So, yeah. All right, girls. Tune in next week. You're not going to want to miss it. You will not be sorry that you tune in next week. (laughs) Bye, everybody.